This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday the 4th of March. In your Squeeze today, Attorney General Christian Porter speaks. The social implications of our tit-for-tat with China. A new CEO for Nine. And gearing up for that Harry and Meghan interview with Oprah. This is your Squeeze today. Yesterday, our Attorney General and Industrial Relations Minister Christian Porter addressed the media, outing himself as the Cabinet Minister accused of sexually assaulting a 16-year-old girl in 1988 when he was 17 years old. The woman is now dead, Claire, and in doing so, he adamantly denied the accusation or that anything of that nature ever happened between them. Yeah, he was very firm about that yesterday and questioned again intensely about the uh, various forms of when he met her uh, and whether he had been alone with her and exactly what the nature of his relationship was with her when he was a 17-year-old. He said that they had met in Sydney when they were there for a debating competition and that nothing uh, physical or personal happened between them. He said he won't stand down from his job as Attorney General. The reasoning from him, and this is the quote, is that if that happens, anyone in public life is able to be removed simply by the printing of an allegation. He will take two weeks stress leave, though, but many are still calling for his resignation. There are, and a lot of back and forth between uh, people who adamantly believe that he either needs to vacate his job just for the moment while an inquiry is held, or whether he should actually resign. That will continue to be discussed quite extensively. As you touched on, lots of talk about whether there will be an inquiry into all of this. Something Christian Porter says won't achieve anything. That's right, but all of that might be taken out of the hands of people who have strong views about this by the South Australian coroner, David Whittle. Uh, The police investigation in South Australia isn't complete. That investigation is into the woman's death. She died in South Australia. What the coroner said yesterday was that he may determine whether to hold an inquiry when that investigation concludes. And at that point, uh, it could be that the investigation of those historical rate claims could be taken forward. From one cabinet minister who's on medical leave to another, Linda Reynolds has come under further scrutiny over reports she called her former staffer Brittany Higgins a lying cow after those allegations of sexual assault were made public. In a statement overnight, Reynolds didn't deny that she said that. She did say, though, she never questioned Higgins's account of what happened, but she did, however, comment on news reports regarding surrounding circumstances that she felt had been misrepresented. There's lots to all of this. If you need help, a link is in your episode notes. China and Australia, Claire, have been in a fairly public bout of late over trade, over calls by Australia for an investigation into the origins of COVID-19, and also over China's human rights record. Evidence now from the Lowy Institute suggests that many Chinese Australians say they've been physically threatened or attacked in the past year, Claire, most blaming the tensions between the two nations. Yeah, and that survey also showed that people of Chinese heritage uh, said that they thought that before 2020, public sentiment towards them had been improving, but that had gone downhill since the pandemic and growing tensions between China and Australia. Uh, That's seen things turn quite nasty for many of them, as you say, being verbally abused or physically threatened. Also, about half of Chinese Australians said that they were concerned about 
Beijing's influence over Australian politics, the same number said that they actually were more trusting uh, of the Chinese government than many other Australians are. On the racism point, though, it's something that's been supported by other studies. And only a month ago, Alex Hawke, our Minister for Immigration and Multiculturalism, acknowledged that racist attitudes persisted in Australia. The opposition now calling for the government to implement an anti-racism strategy. Let's talk about the economy, Claire. It was, of course, last year that we experienced our first recession in nearly 30 years, obviously all related to COVID-19. But things are looking okay now with the numbers from December showing Australia has recovered 85% of its losses. Yeah, when you think back 12 months and all of the doomsday predictions of what would happen to the Australian economy as the pandemic set in, we certainly are in a much better position than was anticipated. The Australian economy delivered what analysts said was an extraordinary result, 3.1% growth for the December quarter. That means that for the first time since the Bureau of Stats began recording data on our national accounts in 1959, Australia's economy has grown by more than 3% for two consecutive quarters. So six months of that sort of growth, it's pretty incredible. I liked the comment from one economist that said, due to the pandemic and the subsequent government response, 2020 would go down as, this is the quote, the most unique year to date in the history of the Australian economy. That's very polite, isn't it? Unique. A few high-profile moves at the top of both the mining and media industries now, Claire. Starting with mining and some further resignations have followed the decision by Rio Tinto to destroy an ancient Aboriginal site against the wishes of traditional landowners. Yeah, that's the Duke and Gorge scandal from Western Australia. Uh, The chairman, Simon Thompson, and also board member and former senior public servant, Michael Lestrange, said that they will depart that board. Uh, The ramifications still keep coming on that one. The destruction of that site was approved by the state government and there's been lots and lots of fallout from that. And Nine Clare has a new head honcho. It does. His name is Mike Sneesby. He has been leading Stan, the streaming service uh, that falls under the Nine stable. He replaces Hugh Marks, who resigned last year after it was uncovered that he was in a relationship with a former colleague. Mike Sneesby actually founded Stan back in 2014. I feel we have possibly overdone the reminder that Harry and Meg and Claire will sit down for a tell-all interview with Oprah this weekend. We've talked about it a lot. (laughs) There's been a lot going on in the lead-up to that, though. So today's headlines are further claims of bullying by Meghan Markle when she was living in Kensington Palace. Yeah, the Sussexes sure have been in the news quite a bit in the last couple of weeks. And uh, even though it seems like, oh, here we go again, it's really interesting to see uh, the Times of London and other sort of big uh, media outlets say that these claims against Megan are the most substantial that have come forward. There were always rumours that she was dealing with staff in a way that was making things very upset, but claims that have been printed in the Times yesterday yesterday say that she was emotionally cruel and manipulative. Uh, Her former senior press secretary, Jason Nauf, actually wrote to the head of the Sussexes team to say that she was intent on always having her sights on someone. What Harry and Meghan say is that it's a Buckingham Palace hit job on them before that Oprah interview. We'll see what actually comes of it when we watch the interview. It's going to air on Channel 10 on Monday night, 7.30pm Sydney time. 
And finally, it's Thursday, so it's a squeeze at Shortcuts Day. It's actually been a really big week in Canberra. It was only a few days ago that details of that two-year-long inquiry into our aged care system were made public. And it's a landmark report. So as you say, in the cut and thrust of a really busy week and seemingly unending uh, scandalous political cycle, it's a good thing to pause on and actually get into the detail of that. It's a grim topic, but it affects so many of us from those 1.3 million who rely on aged care, friends, family and those 400,000 odd who work in the system. As always, a link is in your episode notes or search for Squeeze Shortcuts in your podcast app. That's all from us. We'll be back tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.